people were thrown into prison if they did not go to church on Sunday. Lots of people hated Cromwell, and wished for the old days back again. Yet few dared rebel openly against old Ironsides, for he was ruthless in crushing anyone who dared plot against him. Yet the young king in exile, Charles II, wanted his throne back. Despite the danger, there were those willing to try and restore him, even if it meant risking their own necks. A Devil of a Man Thornton Heath, Surrey, England, 11th of August, 1658 Luca whistled as he walked along the country lane, his hat on the back of his head, his hands in his pockets jingling his coins. It was not often Luca had coins in his pocket to jingle, and he wanted to enjoy the sensation while it lasted. On Luca's shoulder crouched Zizi, a small brown monkey dressed in a crimson skirt and jacket. She was eating a plum that she had stolen from an orchard a few miles back and every now and again passed it down to Luca so he could have a bite too. The plum was sweet and delicious, and it seemed a fine thing to be eating stolen fruit on a hot summer's day with coins jingling in your pocket. Zizi sucked away the last of the flesh and passed the plum stone down to Luca, who flicked it into the hedgerow. She then took hold of his ear in affection. Her paw was sticky, and he wiped her leathery fingers with his kerchief, scalding her softly. You think I want juice dripping down my neck, monkey girl? He said. You need to learn to wipe your fingers. Three small wooden caravans rattled along the road ahead of Luca, pulled by huge piebald horses with feathered hooves. A big brown bear ambled alongside the second caravan, a long chain fastened to a ring through her nose, while a pack of dogs ran alongside, occasionally barking in excitement. Once the caravans had been vividly coloured, but nowadays there was no money or inclination for painting. In the fifth year of the Lord Protector's rule, it was not safe or seemly to love bright colours, nor music, nor dancing, nor magic, nor any of the things that the gypsies most loved, and which made them who they were. Life was always hard for the gypsies, who lived to their own rhythm and their own rules. But since Oliver Cromwell had seized control, life had been harder and drabber than ever. Luca's mother, Sylvia, walked behind him, a basket on her arm as she searched the hedgerow for berries and wild herbs. Giggling and gossiping behind her were Luca's sisters, Lena and Mimi, and his cousins Beatrice and Sabina, their lips stained with berry juice. A thin brown boy, Noah, dawdled along at the rear, rattling the hedgerow with his stick, a big shaggy mongrel dog at his side. Come along, girls, Sylvia called impatiently. Do you want to set up camp in the dark? The herons will be there already and wondering where we are. Beatrice is shy. That's why she's dragging her heels, Luca called teasingly. She's scared our bridegroom will have a squint and a humpback. And bad breath, Lena put in. Beatrice blushed. Leave her be, Sylvia said. Of course she's a bit nervous. Any girl would be. 
but young Sebastian's a good boy by all accounts, and fine-looking too. Luca clasped his hands together, fluttering his eyelashes. Oh, such a fine-looking boy! Zizi promptly mimicked him. Her tiny paws clasped together and tucked under her wizened cheek. Don't tease, Beatrice, Sylvia said. Just you wait until it's time for you to be betrothed, Luca, my boy. Your knees will be knocking too, I promise you. Yuck, Luca said. I'm not ever going to get married. Who wants to have a silly girl hanging on your neck all the time? Oh, you'll change your mind one day, Sylvia said, smiling. But Luca screwed up his face in disgust and fell back beside Noah, the only other boy in the family. Hi there! Out of my way, you slow coaches!